Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith. All right, and welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight. I am Dave Smith. Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action Executive Director. Monty Larrick is on special assignment today, and filling in for him is, well, Jenna Smith. Yes, that's my daughter. Jenna Smith is almost 20 years old, and she and a group, I was going to say a gaggle, of of gals have a podcast that they've been doing called self Evident. That's right. And so you can learn more about it. Tell us, Jenna, what is self-evident? Well, self-evident is a podcast that is dedicated to speaking truths that once were self-evident, but our mission is to do so in love. So we talk about different cultural events that happen. We talk about theology, and we try to do so through the lens of Scripture. So yeah, so let me just recommend that to our listening audience that uh, if you have some Generation Z people in your family or even, what's the other one, millennials, uh, they might be interested in listening to this podcast. It's weekly, right, Jenna? Yes, sir. It comes it is. out every? It comes out every Monday. Monday. Yes. All right. Very good. And Self-evident. You can find it at ifiaction.org. Correct. Our correct. website or your favorite podcast, Catcher. Or what isn't that what they're called, catcher? And there was no nepotism at all involved in him no, promoting no, no, my podcast. No, 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 not and, at and all. The fact that one of my board members has got his three daughters involved. No, it's not like no, his okay. job is on the line. <laughs> all right, listen. Today we are blessed to have a candidate for state house representative district eighty six joining us. His name is Scott Green, and it's spelled with three E's, G-R-E-E-N-E. That's correct. And he is a phenomenal man of God. Wow, thank you. Who is a truck driver. That's right. He and his wife are going to be the adopted um, parents of three lovely little children. That's right. And we're praying for them, and uh, that's wonderful news. But, um, Scott, you're running against an incumbent named Larry Walsh, who has been there. He's an, um, um, a Democrat stronghold, yes, right? Yes, he's very heavily entrenched. And so why did you decide to take on Goliath? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've had some people that have been involved in politics for a while uh, ask me if I'm crazy <laughs> or if I've lost my mind, and I assure you I haven't. Right. Um, you know, I, the reason why I decided to take this man on is because I realized that uh, we do not have representation your family certainly doesn't. That's correct. No, and yep. and I noticed that that Walsh is uh, going along with this radical agenda that uh, ha- is destroying uh, lives and livelihoods, and uh, and potentially the state and even the district. And uh, I, I realized, you know, we need to give people of the '86 the the option, at the very least, an option to to vote this man out. All right. So let's tell people what the um, district looks like. Tell us the big cities. Where, where is it located? Okay. The biggest city is Joliet. Okay. And, and that's like the fifth biggest city of the state of Illinois. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's very large. It's actually very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes uh, out to more rural communities. Uh, so you have Elwood, which is, is Larry Walsh's hometown. Okay. Um, and then it's Manuka. There's uh, Shorewood, 
Shanahan. It drops down to uh, just a little part of Braidwood and Lorenzo. Okay. Uh, so Braidwood is where the nuclear power plant is, right? Yes. Yeah, so, again, part, yes. The Partially. New, the, yes. It, it's only like half of a road where, oh, okay. like, you, like, when you drive, you're driving down the street, and one side is the 86th, the other side is, sure, the, is sure. another district. So, so, but Elwood is where the new Lincoln um, uh, Federal uh, Cemetery is. The Abraham right? Lincoln. Yes. Abraham Lincoln. Thank yep, you. Yeah. Um, and and they have um, a truck modal and. Um, There's an intermodal facility. It's actually the the largest, I believe, the largest inland port in the country. Uh, so you have uh, BNSF and or it's Burlington Northern San Francisco, okay. and then you have Union Pacific uh, has a rail yard there also, which is technically Joliet, but it's all right. I call it Railville because you have these two big rail yards, rail depots in there, and a whole bunch of warehouses. Uh, then not only that, but uh, we also have a brand new uh, natural gas-fired power plant that is being built. Uh, it's pretty close to completion, and, and it's just a few blocks, relatively speaking, from Larry Walsh's house. Wow. All right, so i got to play on this now, right? Yeah. So with the name Green... Um, are you going to defend the nuclear power plant and the natural uh, gas uh, plant? And I, do you also have the petroleum refiners in your district? Oh, too? yes. Uh, I believe that's Exxon Mobil right there. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right off 55, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so yes. you've got all these uh, oh, oh, fossil fuels, bad. And then, uh, you know, the glow worms over there in uh, the nuclear power plant. Right. Um, you actually have a very good line about that. Why don't you share your thoughts about the climate change agenda that yes. the Democrats have, yes. which will, you know, listen, also, I just have to say, my electric and gas, natural gas bills, have doubled and then of course we know that gasoline prices are up oh, so gosh. energy is costing a lot more yes. and if the democrats have their way it's going to go up even more yes. so share your thoughts on this well i would first tell you that larry walsh jr is the chairman to public utilities committee all right and he's actually bragged about spearheading uh what i call the green new deal of illinois okay and so basically, he wants to shut down the coal-fired power plants, and then eventually he wants to close down the natural gas-fired power plants, and then the nuke plants. And what I say about the nuke plants, we need to let those puppies glow. I love that line. <laughs> and, and, and the reason why is because nuclear power is actually the cleanest energy out there. Uh, the coal-fired power plants, I'm not against those either. Uh, I've heard statistics that what comes out of the scrubbers is 95% clean anyway. Yeah, so we've used technology to clean up the coal uh, yes. pollution, right? Yes. The, the, the steam, the, the burning of that. So it's not as problematic as it was maybe in the 70s. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. And, and so go back to the natural gas fire power plant that I talked about that is still being built. I think it's in its final stages, it appears. Okay. But this plant is not even completed, and Larry Walsh Jr. has spearheaded a bill that will close down the plant in basically 20 years. So, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're saying he wants to kill jobs in his district? Is that what you're telling me? This, this is exactly right. Unbelievable. How do uh, his constituents feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ones that I have talked to are absolutely confused. They, they, where is the common sense? Right. That, that's the common theme that I'm hearing. Where is the common sense? Uh, we're building a plant, and yet we're going to close it down. Uh, there is a lot of frustration. 
and they're and they're warning about rolling blackouts. You know, California had blackouts. We've seen how um, when when energy is not readily available, what happens? This is not a good thing for our families. What about our hospitals or assisted living places, senior care centers? Are you kidding me? Can they afford rolling blackouts? You know, do you remember the summer in Chicago? That was um, the heat wave. We had a horrible heat wave. And how many senior citizens died that it's year? Terrible. Because they refused to turn on their own air? Yeah. Now the government's going to say, let's let, let us turn off your air. We'll make that decision for you. I, I just, I, I think it's absolutely absurd. And, and uh, the, th- that's the problem is one of the problems I'm seeing is the lack of common sense yes. uh, in leadership in Springfield. And where is it at? I, and I will also add this. I wonder, because they're using the nuke plants, I, I say they're holding them over the barrel. And because what was it last summer, I think it was, when they were threatening to close them down. Yeah. Uh, and and there was a big to-do about it. And, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, we're going to keep them open. I, I often ask, and I ask this out loud, is how much did the nuke plants have to pay for for them to quit holding them over the barrel and yep. put them on the last, on the end of the list right. of, of closures for power plants? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you look at France, they have, that's what powers their nation, mm-hmm. nuclear power plants. If, if liberal Europe finds no problem using nuclear power plants, what's wrong with Illinois Democrats? I want our listeners to hear a little bit more about who you are, Scott. Your background, you're a truck driver. Um, You have lots of common sense compared to some of these guys. Wouldn't it be nice to have a guy who actually works hard for a living uh, going down to Springfield, making our laws, debating our bills, and bringing some, you know, um, truck driver sense yeah. To the Capitol. So a family man, um, we have three beautiful children. Yes, I, I drive a truck. I'm an owner operator. Uh, I'm also a veteran. And and I really have quite a life story that a lot of people don't know about. And I've talked about it in, in previous videos on my own page. But uh, what, what's that page? Uh, my Facebook page is Scott Green for Illinois. OK. Or you can even go to Rumble. I've done a few videos on that. And, and that channel is called The True Green. The True Green. The True Green. All right. Yep. yep. And and so I talk about my life a little bit. And and one of the experiences that I had even as a veteran was I was homeless for three and a half years. No. Yes, I was uh, when I lived in Oklahoma. And um, I didn't have the help from the VA and and uh, all the other government agencies really to, to get to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Now, I say this because I believe that anybody can do what I'm doing right now at this very moment. We This is America, and if we work hard and we make intentional decisions in the right direction, we can change our lives around. And, and I'm really living a better life than I ever have. And, and my point is, is that many people think that, that you have to be a super special person to, to run for office or to stand up for your country and for the things that you believe in. And I want them to know that anybody can do this. Amen. Anybody can get there. If you work hard enough, you can get your name on the ballot and yeah. you can stand up for the people and stand up for what you believe in. What part did faith play in all this? Oh, oh, a major, a major part. And this is why I believe I'm doing what I'm doing, because in 2020, that's where the line was crossed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I invited uh, my pastor to my house and because we wanted them to bless our children because they were four pounds when uh, they came home. You with were us. fostering at yes, that point. Yes, yes, very tiny. And we knew they wouldn't be uh, among other children for, you know, for a period of time. Sure. And so I wanted my pastor to come and bless them. And that was the day uh, that we got the call that churches would no longer be allowed to congregate. And that was a, uh, a very, a very pivotal moment in my life. As a son of a preacher? Yes. And as somebody who's served faithfully in the church my entire life, I'm 40 years old. And, and that was a pivotal moment. And I, it was almost like, almost like the Superman, you know, the scene where you, you walk into the telephone booth and, and you no longer have the suit on when you walk out, you have on, uh, on the outfit to go fight. Sure. And, and uh, that's what I felt like. And I still feel like that. There's a reason why I, I'm scrappy. There's a reason why I've always been a truth teller, even when it's not popular. And, and I ha it's never been popular. I've always been told by people, hey, you need to calm it down. You need to tone it down a little bit because you're offending people. And I never could. I never could understand that mentality. Right, and and right. I never could tone it down. And I'm like, God, why, why am I like this? You know, I, uh, why am I? And, and it, he's been building my character. And I could never figure out what moment are you building my character for? And I firmly believe that it, it's this moment. Never in my life have I dreamt that I would be, that I would be in, with my name on the ballot fighting against uh, somebody who, who clearly does not like the Constitution or the freedoms that we are experiencing in America or in Illinois. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that recently I was talking with another candidate um, for uh U.S. House, I believe it was, and they were telling me how their district, there's a whole bunch of um, squishy Republicans, so they are very, they're tempering their message. They're saying, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying explicitly that I'm pro-life, but I can tell you that I'm pro-life because I, I know that you're on my side on this. You appreciate that. <laughs> I, I was, I was very confused. you want to hear that. <laughs> I was very confused because if you believe something, you believe it all the time. You you're, should. You're not supposed to um, be a little feather in the breeze. So That's right. I just want to say thank you I so think, much for being amen. consistent in I your beliefs. I think the Bible thank says you. don't hide your light under a bushel. Mm -mm. Does it really? It does. Wow. <laughs> I, I sing that Sarcasm song to my... teenagers. You gotta love right? it. <laughs> I sing that song to my babies all the time. Do this, you? this little light of mine. Amen. And, and there they, you go. Lo they love to, they love to, to swing the, their, their little They got the motions around. down, right? <laughs> yep, they do. They and, do. They've got, and they've got a father who is displaying that for them. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank that's you. very important. That, yes. That'll have an impression for, for yes. well, a lifetime. Thank you. And they'll go further and farther than you and, and oh, your man. wife uh, have in this life. Oh, man. So, yeah, praise God. All right, well, listen, we'll come back and talk a little more politics and policy and, and green family um, fun. All <laughs> right, we'll good. take a break, and we'll be right back. But before we do that, again, remind us your your, your Facebook page. Yes, yeah, Scott Green for Illinois. And your website? My website, scottgreenforil.com. Is that F-O-R? Yes, F-O-R. Okay. okay, yeah, so a lot of people do the, the number for 
But all right, Scott Green for IL.com. IL.com. All right, we'll come back after this, but uh, please keep Scott in your prayers because you know what? We'd love to have him in Springfield and make life a lot easier to stop this bad stuff. All right, we'll be right back. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Recently, Joe Scarborough suggested that because abortion was common in the Roman world and Jesus never said anything about it, he must have been pro-abortion. When that same reasoning is applied to any other moral issue, it's obvious just how ridiculous it is. Jesus never said anything about slavery or torture or the sexual abuse of children, so he must have been for all those things? Look, the argument from silence simply does not work, and it ignores historical fact. The Jews in Jesus' day all opposed abortion, as both the testimony of the Talmud and the Roman critics of the Jews attest. Jesus did not address abortion because it wasn't an issue among Jews in the Holy Land. But from its earliest days, the church did address abortion, starting with the Didache, one of the oldest surviving Christian documents outside the New Testament. Wherever abortion has been practiced, the church has condemned it. We have to continue to do that today. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Listen, that's the sound of Illinois jobs being flushed away because of Governor Pritzker's liberal policies. While his billionaire friends have prospered, thousands of hardworking families have lost their jobs and been forced out of the state in record numbers. Pritzker's tax and regulate agenda has devastated our local businesses and slowed economic growth. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker. It's time for bold, conservative leadership. Meet Darren Bailey, a rock-solid conservative and third-generation farmer who understands the struggles families face. In the state Senate, Bailey led the fight against Pritzker's unconstitutional orders that closed businesses and deprived us of our freedoms. As governor, Bailey will fight to lower taxes, attract new jobs, and get Illinois back on track. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker, flush away his liberal policies, and put taxpayers first. It's time for Darren Bailey for governor. Paid for by Bailey for Illinois. All right, and we're back here at Illinois Family Spotlight. Today we have Jenna Smith joining us and her She's a, on temporary loan from Self-Evident Podcast. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we are talking with Scott Green, a uh, great man uh, from the uh, southern southwest suburbs of Joliet. Isn't that right? Um, who is running against Larry Walsh in the 86th district, the new district. And uh, boy, oh boy, he's got a lot of great uh, insights and wisdom and common sense he can bring to the legislature uh, in Springfield. Uh, you know, actually, I wanted to comment on that. Yep. Someone once told me that common sense is not so common anymore. So he's just <laughs> calling it good sense. Oh, OK. All right. I, I'm good with that. I'll it's good it. sense. <laughs> so in this segment, we wanted to address the topic that honestly has been quite shocking even for folks, yeah. e- even for a state as progressive as uh, <laughs> Illinois, uh, recently Governor J.B. Pritzker uh, repealed the Parental Notice of Abortion Act, which now a 12-year-old girl can uh, be taken for an abortion by her, say, 28-year-old boyfriend, Ugh. and her parents would never know that she was pregnant or, or, or that she got an ab- yeah. yeah, or that she ever got an abortion. So I wanted to ask you, as a father. Well, how do you feel about the government taking your rights away to know what's going on in your child's life? Yep. It's, it's absolutely disturbing. 
Um, and actually, to your point, I will say that there is a school administrator in Chicago that is currently uh, facing criminal charges for impregnating a yep. student yep. twice and each time has forced her to get an abortion. And she was only 15 years old. Oh, that's yes. so despicable. Right. Yes. I read that same article. It's absolutely It's disturbing. horrific. Yeah, yeah. Who in the world does that? Well, apparently Governor Pritzker wants to cover his back. Yes, he does. Well, and, and think about that. The, the abortion cheerleaders in Illinois want to make it easier for pimps and sex traffickers or, or um, older boyfriends uh, to have relationships with your teenage daughters. Are you kidding me? You know, I said this in a, in a, a public setting before, and when I finished the line, you could have heard a pin drop because mm. they thought I was crazy, but... I firmly believe the legislation that is being passed or has been passed and supported uh, by Larry Walsh Jr., by the way, is opening the door to pedophilia. Yes. And, and But, Scott, I, it's only another sexual orientation. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's, it isn't. It's, it's, it's criminal and it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Yep, yep. Taking advantage of innocent little lives for your own selfish little pleasures. It would absolutely. be better if a millstone was slung around your neck. Amen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and then and then another issue um, is the fact that our lawmakers have passed a bill mandating sex education, kindergarten through 12th grade kindergarten. So they're making future clients for Planned Parenthood and, uh, and the abortion cheerleaders. Yes. That's what they're doing in damaging these kids in the process. Yes. Yes. It is a major recruitment uh, that they're doing in our in our indoctrination centers Corrupting them. now. Yes, and and I say this often is the enemy understands the potential of the seed or the pr the principle of the seed, and I've heard this uh, or actually I listened to a Zoom call recording of these uh, leftist groups that are sexologists and child psychologists, and they said that the reason why they're starting this teaching in kindergarten is because traditionally when they would do it in middle school or ninth grade the issues in the eighth or ninth grade become mutable and that's their words not mine mutable and so they know that when we go into kindergarten we start introducing topics to them yeah. that they it, it will be in their minds forever mm -hmm. it's an infiltration and it's it's beyond indoctrination and Parents have to, at some point, have to realize, have to wake up and see this. Children spend more time at school during the day than they're actually spending with mom and dad, interacting. Well, no, they stay at home with us this night. No, well, you're not talking to them while they're sleeping. You're when 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 they're playing soccer or whatever the sport is, you're not talking to them. All you're doing is chauffeuring them from one place to the other, and you're not having an impact on them near as what these uh, indoctrination centers are that that they're calling schools. And and parents have to realize what is going on and quit settling for. Oh well, we have to, you know, we have to work two jobs or three jobs or four jobs. And unfortunately, the Illinois is not a cheap place to live, and, and it's very hard, but there are some sacrifices I think parents are going to have to begin to make if they want to protect their children and to save their children from this evil that are in these Scott, I, I don't I don't see what's more important 
is is raising your children in the admonition. If, if you really want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant at the end, don't you start there? I mean, the priority. Yeah. It is all about priority. It is, right? Um, C.S. Lewis once said that um, you, if you put first things first, second will follow. But if you put second things first, you will get neither first uh, nor second. There you go. And so working two jobs, sure, that gives you a lot of material reward. But are you going to be able to see your children in the afterlife? And, and that temporary reward will burn up yes. at the end of the age. Yes, it will. It can't go in anywhere. No. Your kids can go with you to heaven. Yeah. The souls of your children. But you mentioned the indoctrination centers, Scott, and I have to ask, um, what's your position on school choice? By the way, um, a friend of mine uh, who's in the policy uh, suggests that we don't use school choice, that we use education freedom. What's, <laughs> what's your position on education freedom? I mean, who's against education freedom? Right. 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 It's all about the dictionary. That's right. Defining yeah. the terms, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So... I, I, I'm actually a fan of this. Um, uh, there are many homeschoolers that I have come in contact with that are, are concerned about how vouchers or tax credits are aimed or steered uh, uh, toward the child. I think that uh, we should really uh, privatize education over publicizing it because it will, I believe, it will actually create competition right. and it will allow the education, the children. Okay, let's say even in Joliet, where children can't necessarily afford to go uh, to to a nicer a school. school, they're right. stuck in, in the public schools. Right. Um, if they have a choice or a freedom to go where they want, they can improve uh, their education standards and their and their levels. What I'm hearing now is uh, from from a, uh, someone that runs a private school is the school children now are three years behind, and some you know most cases two, but some are three years behind because of their the mandated lockdowns. Yes, because of the lockdowns and just because of the lack of true education. Yeah, uh, right. In in the, in the schools. Yeah, our standards have dropped uh, year after year, decade after decade. Um, what we we learn in college is what they used to know all the way up through eighth grade. <laughs> you know, it's like right. really, it's gotten that dumbed down. Yeah. But um, to answer your question, yes, I, I want to say this: that any decision that that I make in Springfield is going to be for the for the best of the people. Amen. My goal is to represent the people and to make a constitutional decision. Do my decisions line up? Do they partner with the Constitution? If it goes against that, I don't want to be a part of it. And so when I make a decision to say yes or no, I want to be able to know that I am protecting or benefiting the people to the best of my ability Amen. so that everyone everyone is empowered and, and can do well in life instead of feeling this oppression that we feel right now in Illinois from these, these these policies that are not empowering the people but are really shackling us. That's exactly right. Now, as you just mentioned, there's there's a lot of problems in Illinois, but one of the good places that we, are, we see in Illinois is that we do have education freedom. And Illinois Family Institute has been working hard, trying to encourage parents, grandparents, um, church leaders to rescue the children, get them out of the government schools, and put them in private school, homeschool, and then there's these things called co-ops, 
in micro schools. And you know what? You can have a one-room schoolhouse, for goodness sake. You can have 12 kids there. You don't have to have 30 kids in a classroom. Right. And, um, and praise God, there's a lot of people responding to that call. And we're seeing an exit, not maybe as fast as we want to see, right. but there is an exit. So you would support all those options I just kind of threw out there on the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, in fact, when our children are of age, uh, we will be homeschooling. Yes. Uh, whether we homeschool or co-op, uh, we, we will not be putting them uh, in the government-funded uh, center. So we, we're just not going to do that. Amen. All right, let me, let me, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question because you are a truck driver. You know, how long have you been truck driving? I've had my CDL since 2009. I've been an owner operator though for four years. Okay, so you're a businessman too, right? Because yes. you, all right. Yes. So, but um, in uh, Illinois, they passed legalization of marijuana. The reports over the last several years uh, suggest that driving fatalities are up every year. Some blame high speed, some blade blame driving under the influence, but they don't specify right. what influence that may be. Right. What's your concern and what are you observing as you drive the roads here in Illinois? Well, I can think of a couple things. Uh, let me tell you a story, though. I, I like telling stories so people can yeah, relate. We like hearing them. Yeah, when I, I was living in a different state. Uh, working in a construction company, and we did a directional boring. So we were putting telecommunication lines underground. And I worked every day with a man that it was his every day was his first day until noon. And what I'm saying is he was an alcoholic. Oh. So, so in, at night, you know, he would drink his big old case of beer, and then he would forget how to run the equipment. So so you start the job at 7 or 8 a.m., and until noon, he was trying to figure out how to run this equipment. There were so many. He broke so much stuff, uh, so much equipment. He it, the, the, the work, uh, not the ethic, but the efficiency and proficiency was almost nil. Wow. But I saw that. And, and so let's just cross this over to people that are smoking weed. I don't, after working so many years with somebody who wasn't firing on all cylinders, <laughs> I don't want to work with people that are not firing on all cylinders. And frankly, I don't want to be on the road with people that aren't fi uh, firing on all cylinders. Right. In their mind because the alert level, even as a truck driver, they talk about it's several seconds for a, for a truck yeah. to, be, to begin slowing down because you have your perception, your, your yeah, reaction, yeah. and then you have the lag time of the brake. So you, you've been looking at maybe three to five seconds before a truck even starts to slow down. Now, I know that trucking companies uh, are under different rules. We aren't allowed to smoke weed uh, and be high or be under the influence, whether it be of drugs or alcohol, and be behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. But what about the cars that are on the road right. that people aren't following the rules or don't have to follow the rules? They're putting everyone in danger. Amen. So unlike alcohol, uh, which is in and out of your system within 24 hours, marijuana effects can be 72 hours. Long term. Right? And it affects your motor skills. I mean, your fine motor skills. So your reaction time, like you were saying, Scott, um, a big truck stops. 
and you run right into the back of it because, well, you didn't have that reaction time. Right. And then who dies? You and know? you potentially, you potentially in the career of a truck driver also. Oh. And, and the reason why is not just because of, because of uh, liability issues, but also we're talking about mental health of truck drivers. I've heard many stories of truck drivers that were in accidents that were not their fault. Right. And they cannot get back into a truck because of that traumatic experience. Sure. And I, I think that also, can I add to this? Along with the accidents, along with uh, uh, drug use and, and alcohol and all these things, also our infrastructure through here is so narrow. Mm -hmm. We You see every single day there's accidents on 80 and 55, and it's because we have these two lanes, these two tiny lanes for clown cars to go through, <laughs> and, and then speed involved and distractions and all these things. And, and I'm glad they're finally working on these roads, right. but it's 50 years behind. Yeah. Again, it takes me back to the leadership. Where is the foresight of the leadership? You put in the largest inland but port. But, Scott, we're, we're paying motor fuels tax and sales tax, and uh, and they've raised it. Now they're going to raise it every year automatically. Twice a year. Twice a year. I yes. mean, oh, my goodness. Wait a second. I've been seeing billboards that uh, we're supposed to be thanking Democrats for all of the good road infrastructure. <laughs> You're telling me that's not true? Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> they're 50 years behind, and and it's, it's really bad. I always tell this. You're paying all these known taxes. Your hidden tax is... Is taking your car to the mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. the, right? Shock, the shocks and struts and tires and everything Blown out. else. Yeah, that hits a little too close to home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and anyone would know. Scott would know because he's on the roads a lot. Yeah, a lot. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, is there anything you'd like to add here, Scott, before we close out here today? My message is simple and clear. Yeah, tell us. Faith, family, and freedom are on the line. I love it. And I will do my best to represent the people of Illinois and the 86th district. And again, I'm a fighter for a reason. And I want to leave it with this is you read the Bible, the story of David and Goliath. The last mistake Goliath made was underestimating David. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank you guys for yeah. uh, allowing me to speak and to share. When I first came across Illinois family action, which was about a year ago, uh, we were at one of the events, and, and I nudged my wife, and I said, I think we're sharing the same notes. And, <laughs> and uh, because I heard so much about faith, family, and freedom, yep. and, and, and this is what my message, my platform is all about. And Amen. I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Well, it was um, you, you were in a primary with how many other candidates? Three had other two, can, two three, other? three total, two, two, yes, two all opponents. Right. And uh, we had a – and they were good guys, all of them, right? Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. But you know what? You kind of shone brighter. Uh, according to my board, my board listened to your presentation, and we said, yeah, we like Scott. All right, so yeah. we're going to endorse him. And that endorsement, of course, <laughs> carries over to the general election. It's huge. Uh, and uh, I hope it doesn't hurt you. Oh, but I no. hope I hope we, we, we uh, pull out the good conservative Christian vote Yes. and that people don't forget. And, and let me just close with that. Uh, early voting is already underway, and you have the opportunity to get a vote-by-mail ballot Get it, take it in to the, the your clerk's office, ask them to spoil it, and then vote in person there. Why am I telling you to go through those hoops? 
because Illinois Conservative Union and all those who are working on the election integrity suggest that you want to make sure no one can claim your ballot or your name. You do it. Claim your name, secure your vote. Secure your vote. So please, brothers and sisters, do not wait till November 8th. Get there. Claim your name and secure your vote. Say it with a little more emphasis. Claim your name and secure your vote. Thank you, Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that said, thank you, Scott. We're going to pray for you. Yes. And we're going to um, watch that race. And uh, I want you to stay involved throughout whatever. You know, be faith. You know, scripture, Dr. Lutzer reminds me time and time, every time I see him, he reminds me, he says, Dave, we're not called to victory, we're called to faithfulness. Oh, wow. And I say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and, and you know what? If we keep that in mind, even in this deep blue state, which seems to be so godless, you can be faithful. Scott, give me your website one more time. Scott Green for IL.com. That's F-O-R. So Scott Green, F-O-R-I-L.com. And they can get to your Facebook page from there. Yes, absolutely. All right. Please, guys, support Scott Green financially in prayer. And if you're in the district, with your vote. All right. That's it for now. Thank you for tuning in to Illinois Spotlight. Next week, we'll feature another great candidate who's going to be running for the Illinois General Assembly. And in the words of Monty, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. And please subscribe to the Illinois Family Institute YouTube channel. Also, look for IFI on Facebook and Rumble.